Welcome into the Train with the Best podcast, a podcast by fit pros for anyone who loves the world of fitness and wants to understand it better. I'm Craig Hoffman. I'm a personal trainer, performance coach, and media personality. And I'm Chris Gorez, 15 year veteran in the fitness and. Perf- and I'm Chris Gorez, 15 year veteran in the industry, master trainer, and international presenter. And today we're going to talk about sports-specific training. Uh, my good buddy Kellen Song, who is the new fitness writer, writes about fitness for the brand new wellness desk at the Washington Post, wrote a really great story on a guy he's been covering for a long time in Francis Tiafo, who will, as we record this, play tonight in the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Of course, by the time you listen to this, the Open will be over. Uh, hopefully, he is the champion, as uh, this will not come out until Monday, we're recording this on Friday. Um, but Kellen wrote a great piece about, uh, and by the way, Kellen will be on the show soon, which would be very cool as they're just launching that uh, fitness desk product, project with the Washington Post. But uh, he wrote a really great piece about Tiafo and some of the, the training that he's done, his increases in fitness and how that's helped him get to this point, Chris. And I think what's interesting when you, you think about it and kind of my takeaway of it is how the quote-unquote sports-specific training, mm-hmm. one, is uh, spe- not really that specific in some cases. Right. And two, some of the stuff that really does translate very well, how it was implemented by Tiafo's team. But what you read the piece, uh, what did what did you t- kind of take away from it, and, and what do you think about with sports-specific training in that realm? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was actually having this conversation just the other day about tennis, specifically for tennis and how tennis players can train and how effective strength and conditioning can be for them and in a way yes of course it can be strength and conditioning and and a proper training program is going to only make you better if you do it the right way right and i think that especially for tennis you know when when you talk about lateral agility and quickness explosiveness foot speed when you talk about rotational strength and power like those are all things that are um easily developed with a proper strength and conditioning program. And when you read the article, that's what they talk about. They talk about med ball drills. They talk about agility drills. They talk about strengthening the core, anti-flexion, anti-rotation, anti-extension, which is all the things that we talk about. Um, and they talk about all the rep ranges that we talk about, right? Like maximum intent, not maximum intensity and velocity. Or, or I'm sorry, maximum intent through intensity and velocity, not through weight, Right, so he's when he's doing his med ball throws, he's not using a weight that's too heavy where it affects his his actual movement, and he's keeping the sets, you know, two sets of five reps per side with three minutes in three minutes of rest in between. Um, I think that's a that's exactly probably how we would train that is is to get you more powerful, right? But I think yeah, we, I was gonna say like I loved that detail from Kellen because I sometimes feel like it's really hard to convince people how light, quote-unquote, a workout should be when your goal is power and and speed because everyone just thinks more, more, more. Like, that's the way you're going to achieve results. And the reality is that for high-level performance, it's intensity within the effort. It is not an intensity of overwhelming effort. And so the fact that they're like, yeah, it's five reps per side and we rest for three minutes in between, I'm like, this is a professional tennis player at the absolute top of his game. Why do you think you need to do 100 reps and right. then 30 seconds later go again? Right. Think about that. Like if you're doing five reps every three minutes over a course of 10 minutes, you did 15 reps, right? right. And most people are doing like 15 reps in a set. And we, we can talk to we're blue in the face about why that is because everybody 
programmed from the old bodybuilding days of, hey, let's all do hypertrophy workouts, which is why everybody ends up being sore, which is why people are afraid to lift during season. And that's, you know, those are all things that have been proven to just be wrong now. You can lift and you can exercise and you can move with intensity and keep your sets low, keep the intensity high and train within the course of a tournament to maintain your strength and performance, right? Like these are conversations. Right, like w- one have. of the workouts that they talk about in the piece is him doing this stuff before a hitting session in between matches. Yeah. Like he does a 30-minute workout, quote-unquote workout, and if it helps you feel better about it that you're not doing too much, then call it a warm-up. But he does a 30-minute workout before he goes and hits, before practice. And I think that we've heard guys like LeBron James in the NBA you know, I got to get my pregame lift in. And like, I think people who just lift until they're dead hear that. And they're like, oh, I could never lift before a game. My workouts are too hard. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different goal here. He's not lifting like you, right? Like he's not, he's not doing the same lifts that you do when you take six scoops of NO explode and you go to golds on Monday. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not the same type of, which is because it's Monday bench day. (laughs) Right. So, but the other thing that was really striking to me, and and this was my point in the conversation with my friends the other day about how we could affect tennis players is, yes, we could give them the strength and the agility and the athleticism, but that's not what's going to make them a great tennis player. A great tennis player is going to be somebody that hits a million balls and a million serves and returns a million serves and does that over and over and over again. And it can recognize the top spin and the backspin and the drop shots and can place their shots wherever they want. That's what's going to make them special. But the performance training program helps them stay engaged, right? Because it's hard to go out there and hit balls for hours and hours and hours and not do anything else and try to stay engaged. Where you can do agility drills and and change it up a little bit and the engagement is there. The enthusiasm and the energy is there. The intent is still high, right? Because – this is fun and, and you can see that this is going to help you with what you're doing versus, all right, I can I can sit here for the next hour, two hours and just hit a thousand balls. But what's your level of enthusiasm going to be like, right? Versus, all right, we're going to work out for 30 minutes and stay engaged. And that, I think, is really what's leading to TFO's performance here in, in the U.S. Open is here's somebody that has learned how to stay engaged, not just learned how to work out, but how, how to stay engaged with everything that he does and pay attention to every detail of his game. Right. And they talked about reactive training, which we've talked about ad nauseum. And of course, our friends at BlazePod can often help us out with that. Uh, for more on them, stay tuned for the ads. Uh, but, you know, the the mental sharpness, right, that he has is something that he trains. Like yep. They train reactivity. They train to make sure that he can make good decisions. And also, when you take the tennis out of that tr- that part of the training, right? Right. It makes it so that the you can focus on the movement and the decision-making, right? You take the skill away from what's needed, train that, focus on that, keep the main thing the main thing, and then when he goes out and starts moving around on the court with a racket in his hand, he can focus on his skill development as a tennis player, and the movement skill is already taken care of. Right. But that moves to the subconscious, it, you know, the layering and things we've talked about uh, since you know Michael Cummings kind of put that on the forefront for us with with some of the trainings that that we did 
uh, with him and the education. And then, then when he talked about it on the podcast, but you know, we, we talked a lot with Michael about layering, like sometimes the way to actually get someone to achieve something is not to simplify it. Sometimes it's to make it harder and more complex that it kind of pushes their body to think about, you know, what their address is as you pepper them with questions or, you know, the address they lived at when they were four years old, uh, so that their brain is not thinking about the movement. So, if you can't, there is a time and place to focus on the movement. And I think that Kellen does a good job of laying out in the article. And obviously Tiafo's team does a really good job in the training of making sure they do take the time on that of like, all right, we're going to set up four cones. Uh, we're going to send you to, to one of them. We'll tell you which one. And then you can go back and whether you do video review of that or simple, you know, corrective coaching throughout the drill, you can get the footwork right and all that kind of stuff while also training the mental capacity to quickly process information and react instead of decide, if you will. Right. It's, it's, it's what we talked about. It's the Trojan horse of, of training, right? Like we're, we're training exactly for your sport without doing your sport. Because as soon as I put that racket in your hands, as soon as I start hitting tennis balls at you, your brain automatically goes into right tennis mode which also comes with a lot of that pressure that tennis brings, right? Like, oh, we're doing tennis. Right. I should be able to hit these. I should be able to. I should be able to, you know, be ten out of ten in all this, right? And, and then, and then you start trying to be perfect in everything. And then, if it's not perfect, you start to get anxiety about it, right? Whereas, all right, if we're just gonna, if we're gonna do this with lights, or if we're gonna do this with like some cones and, and make it fun and engaging, right? It becomes less about being perfect, but like, hey, just just getting, just getting the improvement. Right. And when it becomes about improvement, then there's a there's a level of joy and engagement there again that I think is is really what's leading to his performance. It's, you know, yes, strength and conditioning is important. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I sell strength and conditioning sessions. It'd be stupid for me to say that, hey, like strength and conditioning doesn't work. But this is how it works within that strength and conditioning session is that engagement that we're getting from that athlete, which leads to success on the court or on the field or wherever. For sure. I mean, strength and conditioning is a prerequisite, right? Yeah. If you don't have the speed, quickness, strength, whatever it is based off the sport, the qualities that are that make you good at that sport, right? there is no amount of skill that can overcome those things. Like you can be and like there are people who hold the Guinness Book of World Records for free throws made that are clearly incredible shooters. Right. That don't have the speed, quickness, strength, power, um, acceleration, whatever to be NBA players. Right. And so there are extremes of both of those things and and the best actual players of a given sport are the ones who can marry the top flight strength and conditioning, your LeBron James's, your Steph Curry's with that same top flight skill, including the decision-making element. Uh, when we get back on the Train With The Best podcast, I also want to talk about uh, that Trojan horse element of just sneaking in old regular strength and conditioning because there's some interesting parts of that in this article as well in regards to Francis Tiafo and how he's elevated himself to the top of the tennis world. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Super Coffee. And I got two things to tell you about in the next 60 seconds with Super Coffee. One, there's a new flavor that is delicious. And two, it is the most cost-effective way to get your morning going. The flavor, pumpkin pie latte. The pumpkin coffee flavor from Super Coffee has always been delicious. But now that they've been tweaking their formulas and they're all latte-based, mocha latte, caramel latte, etc., they're even better than they have been. I don't really understand it. It's kind of broken my brain. I look forward to it each and every morning. And when you do the math, especially when you add in our discount, 25% off the biggest discount you will find at drinksupercoffee.com using the code train with the best. 
A 12-pack comes out to about $2.50 a coffee. I went to a big national coffee chain the other day to get a latte. Cost me nearly $7. It's nuts. So I can get two and a half super coffees for the price of that latte. So I think I'll be going to drinksupercoffee.com and using the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST. You should too. Again, that's TRAINWITHTHEBEST at drinksupercoffee.com. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by BlazePod. I recently joined a new gym, and it's been fantastic having all kinds of equipment there. But the one thing I wish they had was BlazePods. When I get to train at my gym, and my clients get to warm up with BlazePods, use them as finishers, or any kind of training in between, I'm like, I know, I know you got it better than, than I do when I just go work out at this gym. I should probably just come to the gym that I train at more often, or just bring my BlazePods with me. They're super portable. So what are blaze pots? It's flash reflex training, which allows you to train your mind while you train your body. There's amazing exercise ideas. If you just go to their Instagram at blaze pots, Chris and I've certainly put up our fair share as well at train with the best 21 Chris at trainer Gores. And I've got some at Craig underscore Hoffman too. So make sure to check it out and make sure that you go to blazepod.com. Use the code TWTB and you'll get 15% off your order. That's blazepod.com. The code is TWTB. Continuing on the Train With The Best podcast, I'm Craig, he's Chris. So the uh, one of the exercises that they lay out in this article on Francis Tiafo, again, you can read it in the Washington Post, Kellen Song will be a uh, guest on the podcast in the not-too-distant future, uh, writing about fitness for the Post, um, is, is a simple payoff press. And the idea mm-hmm. that a payoff press is sports-specific training is... Uh, well, it's not true, um, but it is something that is incredibly beneficial for a tennis player, uh, mm-hmm. but it is not something that in any remote way is specific to a tennis player. And I think that's another interesting point that this article points out that's really good is, you know, we finished the last segment talking about this kind of baseline of strength and conditioning. They're just stuff that's good for everybody. And I, yep. and I think that's something that when we talk about sports-specific training is important to point out is there are things like med ball rotational work that perhaps are more beneficial to a tennis player or a baseball player or a lacrosse player than perhaps other sports. But the majority of the training for all athletes, whether they play a sport or not, frankly, is going to look pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing in that workout in the post that says to me that, hey, I would only do this with a tennis player, right? Like if I looked at that workout, I would do that with every single one of my clients' athletes, no matter what sport they played, because core strength is important, rotational strength and and and, and Agility is important, right? So, of course, we're going to do all of those things. There's nothing specific about movement, right? Because there's no sport-specific joints. There isn't a joint that is sport-specific that you only use for one sport, right? Like a shoulder is a shoulder. You might use that to throw a baseball. You might use it to throw a punch. You might use it to... um, Hold a tennis racket, right? Whatever it is. Same thing with a knee. You might use that knee to jump. You might use that knee to run. You might use that knee to skate. But it's still a knee. There's nothing right. sports-specific about it, right? The, uh, uh, this is my basketball knee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, there, there's no such thing. I did have tennis elbow once, though, and that's, a, I think, a different thing. Uh, yes, but, I mean, there's just... It had nothing to do with tennis. It has nothing it to do with like tennis. Bitch and I hated it. Right. So, like jumper's knee has nothing to do with jumping. It's just <laughs> tendinopathy, right? Tendinopathy right. in the elbow, tendinopathy in the knee. And so, yeah, it might often be associated with a tennis player, but a joint is a joint. Movement is a movement. And these exercises right. are just great exercises for everybody to do. And, of course, they correlate and translate into 
some of the sports-specific skills that you would do with a tennis racket in your hand. But the movement, the exercise itself, no, there's nothing sports-specific about that. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus, who believes that everyone should have access to the highest quality and innovative products on the market, combined with the knowledge and insights of why and how to use them from the world's leading experts, which is why you can get them at livemomentus.com, and you can also find out why and how to use them. That second part of their mission statement, which says, we want to help people understand. We believe that people should understand why and how to use these products is why I'm going to send you not just to buy the products at livemomentus.com like any particular ad would do, but to go to livemomentus.com and click on any of these products and learn about them because they do a great job of profiling what each product does and most importantly, how you should use it. So go to livemomentous.com. If you buy anything, use the code TWTB. That's a brand new code, TWTB. You'll get 15% off. But make sure that as you buy whatever it is that you want to do to improve your life, that you click on the products and use the information that Momentous is providing you for free. There's no discount code needed. LiveMomentous.com. If you buy something, TWTB, make sure you go check out, read up on all the amazing things that you can do with their products. Again, that's LiveMomentous.com. To make one of your characters in your reels very happy, like everybody's <laughs> going to squat. We're, everybody's going to squat, right? <laughs> everybody's going to deadlift. Uh, everyone's going to get a version of upper body right. push. Everyone's going to get a version of upper body pull and it's not going to be based off what sport they play inherently it's going to be what's good for them it's going to be what's good for uh you know if if someone has a particular liking to one version of a bench press barbell dumbbell whatever it may be like sure we can do that we can get stronger uh pushing things we can get stronger pulling things with a cable row a dumbbell row a barbell row uh and there are certainly ways to manipulate all of those into bilateral unilateral etc right uh you know you do want to get your balances of vertical and horizontal and, and but that's all th- there's nothing that says like basketball player must not do this basketball player right. must do this there's now with that said like i think one area that it we tend to get a little bit more specificity in based off the repeated use of particular joints for particular things is correctives like right. swimmers for instance always get a lot of shoulder work and they're yeah. correctives throwers. basketball players yeah. throwers um, I mean, a tennis player, uh, that repeated just over and over and over. Well, your basketball gonna players are going to do your, your ankle and knee, like, like for sure. ankle and knee for, for basketball players all day. For sure. And so the corrective side of it, which they also talked about in the article, how Tiafo has been a lot more diligent with his corrective work, and that's helped him a lot. That's going to be inherent based off of kind of compensating is not the exact word I'm looking for, but it's the best one I can think of right now, compensating for the repeated use of specific joints in certain ways. Um, but that could come out about by a bunch of other uses as well. It's not something that's inherently automatic about any given sport either. Yeah. Compensation is not the right word for sure. It's the remedy. I don't know. Is remediation a word? I feel like that's a I word. You went to Cornell? I, yeah. I went to Syracuse I went for to, words. So you I went to, yeah, you studied words. I studied numbers and formulas. That's true. That's true. <laughs> remediation? Remediation. I think that's a word. Yeah, the action of remedying something, in particular yeah. of reversing or stopping environmental damage. There we go. The giving of rem, uh, rem, remedial teaching or therapy. Yeah. So remediation. The remediation of exercises or, or the remediation of repeated movements. Yes. Yeah. There we go. We learned exactly. something today. 
<laughs> we learned something on the pod. We always try to leave you with something. What's our tagline at the beginning that I read every time? I mean, memorize because it's very natural. Uh, it's for anyone who loves the world of fitness and wants to understand it better. Well, we gave you another word Here to help is. you understand. And the definition and everything. Remediation. Uh, maybe, maybe that'll be the title of the podcast. You think people would listen to a podcast just called 20 Minutes on Remediation? Uh, Probably I, not. I think they would, and then they'd immediately be like, this is not what I signed up for. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, where's the remediation? It's at the end. Yeah. It's at the end. Stay tuned to the end for remediation. Uh, no. we Sports-specific training. Yes. Thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for the pod for this week. We'll be back next week. As I said, Kellen will definitely join us soon as well. I'm very excited to see what they're building at the wellness desk over at the Washington Post. Kellen, a part of their cool new team. Uh, of course, make sure you're subscribed, uh, and that will help you get the pod each and every week when it comes out. we also got some cool stuff we're working on, too, so I have uh, more updates on that as we go. Uh, for Chris, I'm Craig. Y'all have a good one. Happy